We're here guys, super inspired about this one as I've been a major fan of this spot for several years and I'm an even bigger fan now that I got to hear how they got to where they are. This is the story of my dude Armando De La Torre Jr., co-founder of the iconic West Coast restaurant Guisados. What I love most about the story is it's truly a great example of how when you, when you find your gift and you begin to see the breakthrough, you realize it's actually been waiting for you your whole life. What you'll hear in the story is that the magic and key ingredients that made this legendary restaurant what it is today started more than 20 years before they opened their front doors. I don't wanna give any more of it away. Listen closely and meet my dude, Armando De La Torre Jr. Uh, what's up, nice to be here. Armando De La Torre uh, Jr. They call me Jr. at the restaurant, so I guess it's that's what it is that, distingu that distinguishes my father and I. Um, I'm one of the founders of Guisados. Um, our family has five restaurants here in LA. Crazy. Born and raised here in LA, so it's like, it's, it's a labor of love. Yeah. You know? I, 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 I've experienced it multiple times. I think I've been through every single one of the restaurants except Glendale. Burbank. Burbank, yeah. right? And uh, it's a hit every single time I go. It's, it, it is, man. It's, it's a blessing. Like, everybody tells you restaurant industry, don't get in it. Right. The chances, the statistics, yeah. they're like, you know, stay away from this, don't do that. Do you know how many restaurants fail? Like, right. you know, but we've been fortunate enough that everyone that we've opened has been, it's been positive. You know, it's been a great blessing. It's crazy. Well, I'm really looking forward to, uh, to diving in, man. This is one of the interviews where I actually know the least about the, 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 the story, right? Like uh, about you personally, how you grew up. So let's dive right in. Like let's do it. Your, your childhood, your youth, what yep. was it like for you growing up? And I was a lucky kid. You know, I, I had a lot more than a lot of people ask for. Um, I was really blessed. I got my education. You know, I know, always had a roof over my head. Um, a good family came from a good place. You know, I'm, I'm a lucky person. But I was uh, born and raised in Alhambra. Um, family's always been in the east side of LA. Um, family from Boyle Heights, family in San Gabriel, Alhambra, you know, we're just, yeah. we've kind of always been in that area. Now, Alhambra's a bit on the, the up and up now. It's crazy, like the further east The further you're going, northeast you, having, you go, yeah. the closer you're getting to that, like, San Marino tip. Yeah. Um, and, and there's an in and out right there, and that's where I grew up, right next to the that's in and out. That's a game changer. If you put it in and out, it's all good. <laughs> So you were born and raised in the city of Alhambra? Correct. Yeah, what year were you born? 1987. 1987, crazy man. So what was, your, what was it like for you, you in school? You know, like, were you a good kid? Did you do good in school? I, was, I did good in school because I knew I had to, because mm. you know, there was always my dad like right over my shoulder. We, like, he had the best way of encouraging his kids to be good students. His rule was always, if you have no C's on your report card, we can go to Toys R Us and you get oh. one present. And so I was always like, all I need is a B minus or a okay. be or better. And I always <laughs> did. I remember the year I got a C. Did you shoot for the A or you're like, you know no. what, as long as I get this as B. Long, yeah, I was like, I'm going to shoot for all right, 85. so I'm not going to tell my kids that then. Yeah. All right, that's funny. But, you know, it always kept me above that there C level and it always motivated me. So I was always a good student. Um, I was you always an athlete. Yeah, I have an older sister and a younger sister. Okay. Uh, so is it true about middle child syndrome? Uh, in what manner? Well, the, you know, they say like the middle child tends to, to, to get the least attention. You know, sometimes yeah. you have to fight for the attention more. I, but I you're also the only boy. I was the only boy. Okay. So that attention that I didn't want, I was getting because I was the only boy. There you go. You know, I was like... I would have to water all the plants. I would have to take out the trash. I would have to do all the things. And yeah. I'd always be like, well, why can't, my, why can't Clarissa or Natalie do it? And he's like, you're the man of the house. That's it. You know, so the, the middle child syndrome was kind of true okay. in that, like, I got picked on by the older and the younger sister. Right. They'd always team up on me. But it, it wasn't in the sense that, like, I always had the attention because, you know, there's two girls and they're fine together. So let's just make sure Armando's cool. Yeah, I so. get it. I get it. So, man, like, Help us, help us understand, right, this, this is a real family business. Yeah. Like, can you go there? I've been to four of the, however, you guys five. got five restaurants yeah. now. I've been to four, and I've been to four as a fan. I've gone there, and you know what? 
the 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 consistency in each one you don't i don't walk in and 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 feel like all oh, the vibes off here from west hollywood to echo park to the og spot yeah. in boyle heights the food tastes the same in each one the the feel is you know it's got a feeling of love when you walk in the door yeah man it's um where, where did it all begin like what was your first memory of like damn we got some heat in the kitchen <laughs> um well, when we started Gisalos, uh, my family owned that prop, still does, owns the property yeah. that it sits on in Boyle Heights. Uh, my family's been in real estate since 1965 Crazy. when my grandpa started in LA. Um, Boyle Heights has always been our home for like our, our uh, real estate. So I was working on apartments above where Gisalos Boyle Heights is. And okay. I was changing windows, fixing cabinets because I couldn't find a job and my grandpa was like, I need these apartments updated. So now I was spending days this? there. This was in 2009 when I graduated okay. college. Yep. Um, and he was like, I got, I got work for you. Go fix this apartment. And I was making like $100 a day. Okay. Switching so out. you're essentially doing property management. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was trying to put yeah. on my resume. I was trying to say property manager, but they're like, what do you manage? I was like, oh, there's four bedrooms yeah. upstairs. Like, <laughs> you were trying to put that on a resume just to get more work. Yeah, yeah I, I had always worked a ton of different jobs. Yeah. I've always worked in a restaurant. Um, I always wanted to be a sports agent, so I started working in the sports world. Okay. Um, I worked for Adidas for a little bit. I worked for um, the LA Clippers in college internship. Wow. Um, you know, I was trying to get in. I wanted a sports management. That was your thing. It was it, man. So let, let's let's back up a little bit, right? Where did that where did that passion come from to want to be a, a sports manager? I used to watch this show with my dad. I spent a lot of time with my dad on Sundays. Okay. And watch this one show. We'd always watch Arliss. Arliss. It was an HBO show that featured. It was called Arliss, the Super Agent. Got he it. was a super sorry super sports agent. He was a sports agent. Damn! I wish and, I, I never saw that. Oh show. man! And like. Name any athlete during that time, they were on that show. It okay. would be like today's version of Ballers, yeah. where like you'll see cameos of these famous athletes. So what was your earliest memory watching that show? The Shaq episode, when the Shaq, Shaq was episode. on it. How old are you? Oh, man. Shaq had just gotten signed on the Lakers, and I must have, what is that, 94, 95? Okay. Yep. Um, and it was on HBO. I wasn't allowed to watch HBO because I was too young. Okay. But my dad would be like, this one show you can watch. It's all good. Yeah. So I used to watch that show. And it was always, it was like, imagine Curb Your Enthusiasm right. meets uh, Entourage. Wow. Like, That's interesting. The Arliss, who is the main character, was always kind of like getting himself into trouble. Yeah. But he was just a badass agent at what Crazy. he did. So I always looked up to that. And I always, my dad always drilled into my mind, like, not that you're not going to be... A, a, a professional sports athlete you need to have a backup Interesting. he always because you played sports as well yeah, right? yeah baseball basketball football lacrosse like i played everything so he was Golf. like you know what son you you got some game yeah but <laughs> just as a did. backup we'll, yeah we'll come watch this show he came to every one of my games he put me through with the best like trainers that i could get like you know spatting coach you know okay. all those things you help your son out with you know but he always drilled into me like look um if you hurt your shoulder, what happens? Wow. If you if you slide the wrong way and break your ankle, what's gonna happen? Yeah. He's like, always think about those things. He's like, because it can happen to anyone. And so That's he good. always pushed um, like, you know, my education. Wow. He was he's a smart man. He is a smart man. Um, but that always kind of formulated in my mind, like, okay, wh what do I really want to do in my life? So at a young age I was always conscious of what am I going to do in my life? So you're pretty young at that time thinking about becoming a sports yeah, agent. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, man. I was, I was ready from, gate, from day one. Um, my high school girlfriend, her mom worked for a very popular sports agent, and I'd always be like, can I come to work with you? And I'm like 16, you right. know? And, she, and she'd be like, no, no, not yet. Maybe one day you'll get an internship. And I'd always like tell my high school girlfriend, like, uh, you know, maybe maybe your mom can get me a job there. You know. <laughs> so your high school girlfriend's mom was a sports agent. No, she was uh, like a, an assistant for okay. the sports agent. So. And you never got a chance to. I went to the office like once, and I was like, "This is so cool." It was like eight o'clock. Right. Nobody's there. Yeah. I was just like in the office, like wow. this is the coolest thing ever. So you graduate. What year did you graduate? Uh, high school. Yeah. Two thousand five. Two thousand five, and you go to Loyola. Loyola High School yeah. to Loyola Marymount. Excellent, man. So. And you spent four years in that. Yeah, yeah, I was, uh, studying business law and marketing. Okay. So you get out, and it's now 2009. Yeah. Which anybody that was 
what were, you know, anybody who was working at 2009 Man. overly, what was the temperature like when you graduated? Because you had to be thinking, all right. I got my my degree, my whatever, and it's time to go to work. Yeah, man, Were I had you my applying all over the place, everywhere. Really, and I always, I never got a chance because people always said to me, "Okay, you did a lot of things, you've worked at a lot of places, right? But this doesn't have enough experience for Damn. us." But it's because I never felt like I had the chance. Was there ever one where you're like, "Man, I hope I get this. This I, is man, the one." To this day, I'm still applying to Nike. <laughs> when I was <laughs> Come a kid, on, Nike, where when you I at? was a kid, man, I always wanted like to be a shoe designer or like just to be sponsored by Nike or whatever. Sure. So I was like, I need to work for them and learn the company. So even when I was 18, uh, I was applying to jobs all over the place. Okay. But I always wanted to work at the Nike store Got or it. you know. But then when I graduated college, I was legit like Portland, Oregon, you know, the headquarters, sure. applying to anything and everything. Because I was like, if I can just get in the door, I can figure out laterally how I'm going to get there. And so what was the common response that you would get back? It's you just, know, just lack of experience? Yeah, yeah. because uh, I even remember one time one of the emails says, like, you're a jack of all trades. And that's something that always stuck in my head. But you know what they say, a jack of all trades is an ace of none. Got it, yeah. And I always like lived by that of like, no, you can be an ace at multiple. Right. Like, you know, you can. It's just you really got to work. Yeah, I get it. I get so. it. So you're, it's, it's now 2000, 2009, right? Yeah. You're trying, you're applying left and right. Everywhere. odd-end internships. And uh, working on creating a name for yourself as grandpa's property manager. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, so what happens, man? Because... Guisados was born in 2010. Yeah. What was what was going on in your life at that time, 2009, where it was like, let's start a restaurant? Well, actually what happened before that was uh, right after I graduated college, I, uh, I got a DUI. Ooh. I mean, I think we all, everybody has one I'm nowadays. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> um, so I couldn't drive for six months. Wow. How old are you? Uh, 21. What'd 21. you blow? Point... Oh, 09 oh. like just just barely missed it dude i was 0.08 dog oh man it, it killed <laughs> what me what year was that 2009 i was 2005 <laughs> it happens people okay happens, everybody man. makes mistakes but i remember spending the night in that jail <laughs> and thinking like this is never gonna happen again i'm never yeah. gonna make this mistake again wow so then anyway so then i get my license taken away for six months and I figured, just graduated college, wasn't finding a job, couldn't drive. You know what? Like, I'm going to go get the out of L.A. Yeah. And I, um, I hit on my cousin who was living in Chicago, and he okay. had just moved away from Chicago. And he was like, hey, um, I just signed a lease. I'm happy to sublease it to you. It's already furnished. Everything you need, just bring your clothes. In Chicago. There I went. You're stoked. And I get to Chicago. I landed on January 3rd. How old are you at this time? 21. Okay. 22 probably. Yep. January 23rd. I'm sorry. January 3rd. And um, I get off the air, the air um, out of the airport. And my homie picks me up. He's playing football for Northwestern. Yep. And so he comes and picks me up. And the snow is like at my thighs. <laughs> and I'm just this California kid. Yeah, man. With big suitcases. Bro, it's it was, crazy. It was to the point that we got to the house that I was going to be living at. And my homie was like, all right, man, we're just going to leave your bags in the car. When it stops snowing, we'll get it out because okay. we're not making it through with all these bags. Holy crap. And I spent um, about nine months in Chicago, and it changed my life. Yeah. It just, like, made me realize what it's like to not have your family with at your back. You know what I mean? What did you do out there for nine months? Uh, I applied everywhere again, restaurants all over the place, and I ended up getting a job for Adidas. Okay. Um, I worked at their retail store for a while in... Um, in the water, water tower, I think that's what it was called. Sure, KP um, knows where that is. Yeah. What water mark? What is the tower called? Water tower, water tower right? Yeah. yeah, I worked there. Michigan Avenue. Yeah, and I saw it as my chance to work some time with Adidas, learn Move the company, and try to go into a corporate position. First things first is I knew like if I can understand if this is the only job I can get, and I can understand the materials, the this, the that, I could walk into any Adidas job mm. already be within the company and go. understand what they're trying to do. So I took that as an opportunity, and I worked there, and it was, it was great, man. But um, I just couldn't make ends meet. It was tough. Mm. Working minimum wage retail, like, it wasn't enough. Um, and you're freezing your ass off. And I'm freezing my ass off. I know. My wife and I spent a New Year's once, New Year's 2006 in Chicago, and we are like, why did we do this? Yeah, man, it's, it's, 
is not for the faint of heart. Yep. But it taught me so many things. I didn't know anyone besides my friend that went to uh, Northwestern. I spent so much time by myself, walking to museums, walking to zoos, walking through the park to work, to coffee, to just hanging out in my apartment, just drawing, sketching. I taught myself Photoshop, Illustrator, just all in my own the whole time. And because for you, art is a, a, a big thing yeah. for you. You yeah. know, it's like, it's, it's what you do with every single one of your, the restaurants. Yeah. You know, here in your insane, spot that you have downtown LA here in the heart of the arts district you've got the majority of the art here in your space you created oh, yeah and so that was all born your interest in in art and creating art you're saying was really born in Chicago yeah I, I wow, think that's like, where I just grew my my I wouldn't say born in the sense that I didn't know I liked it but born in the sense that I just got confident I just mm. I was like man like I can see things that I can manifest that I can make and they look pretty good. Like, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. And, um, and it just helped me go through such a process that was in my mind of like slowing down. Mm. You know, I think like when you're like you and me, you are always thinking of the next thing you can do, want to do, can try to achieve. And that would just kind of remove me from everything. Just like I'm in my own world and it was peaceful. Yeah. You know what I mean, I found peace through it. Um, so mentally, it was the best exercise. That's you know? awesome, man. So kids, you heard, you know, sometimes you just need to take some time and be by yourself. Cause I mean, you had nine months. Yeah, man. Right? I, so like, what was the insight where, was there a certain moment? Was there a certain thing that happened where you're like, all right, I need to get back to Cali. This was cool. I got some art game now. <laughs> Adidas, thank you. I need to get back. Was it a certain moment or was it just through a series of, of. It was of, a series of moments. Yeah. I, I was just. Like I felt that moment of enlightenment where I was just like, I am, I know who I am now. Okay. And you're young, man. You're 22. Yeah. And right? I just knew, like, this is who I am, and I found it here. Maybe it was Chicago. Maybe it wasn't. But what it was was me just spending so much time with yeah, myself. Yeah, get it. Um, not knowing anybody, like, just man, I just learned when you're by yourself so much, not only do you learn so much about yourself, but you can really learn anything. Dude, I started writing, I started reading, I started doing things that I was like, man, I actually really like this. That's interesting. You know? Um, and the artwork, I just always had a notebook. To this day, I always have a notebook with me. Huh. So did you have something set up for you back home? No. No, I, I just, I knew that if I went home, I could find a job or maybe at least just some way of making money until I found okay. a, that right job. Um, I just knew that being in Chicago any longer was really just putting off my, I was just excited to get home, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, so sure. I knew I was like, when I get that home, Cali sun. yeah, that yeah. too. And, um, got back, I asked my grandpa for a job and he's like, I'll give you a hundred dollars a day. <laughs> and I said, I'll do anything. And I've always been like kind of a handy kid. So he's like, I have these apartments, they need work. Um, change out the cabinets the windows the toilets the how many properties did your man my grandpa own? must have had had at least in the upper two three hundred properties in boyle Dang. heights in east la actually he had some weird dude he wow. he was he was it that's amazing yeah and over time sold a lot of them and he's definitely like he just passed but he's recently um cut down on a lot of properties sure but he, man, he used to run that town. That's incredible. And so, and your, your grandfather was not born here, right? He was born, well, he was actually born on a train, technically. No way. Crossing over from Mexico to Gila Bend, Arizona. What? So he's, he's technically- born on the train. That's, that's the story. And- um, <laughs> It's like one of those OG fables where you're like, did that really happen, Yeah, that's, that's- Did I you don't... ask him? Did you ask him like, Gramps? Were you truly born on the he train? He always said it. To, this, to the day hard. of his death, he, he went through being just born on a train. Man. And so what was he doing to be able to purchase these properties? Uh, she, he was a sheet metal worker. And then he went to the Korean War. Um, he fought in the war, came back, um, and he was into gambling. And he started making little money here, chips there, sheet metal money into it. And then... Um, ended up being able to save up to buy a property for my, uh, for his mom, my great grandmother, and just started loving the idea of real estate, That's of amazing. buying and flipping and building and selling. And man, he was good at it. And that 
of course passed down to all your, of his sons. Your, yeah, my grand, my uncles, and my father. That's amazing. So dude. the the four brothers all ran the um, the real estate holding, while my grandfather was the broker. They okay. were all the agents slash contractors. That's amazing. So I've probably done some deals with some of your family. Members. You never know, man. It, it was funny. They used to have like their DDC shirts, like blue <laughs> DDC shirts, and and I always wanted to be like them. That's so cool. I what was DD, What did DDC stand Delatory for? Development Company. That's too cool. And um, they used to send me up in the shafts. Did you get a shirt when you got when oh, you were paid yeah. bucks? So you yeah, did. but it was like an extra large, and it was my like, pajama shirt as a kid down to my knees. So young Armando, you're getting 100 bucks a day. You yeah. got your blue shirt, though. You're changing light bulbs. It's 2009, <laughs> right? And so what happens? How does so my, Let's Start a Restaurant come my, into the mix? My pops tells me, go to 2100, which is the location. And... Um, I was like, Dad, I already finished those apartments. I literally had just finished the day before. I had just finished the moldings around the floor. Is that the one on, in Boyle Heights, Heights on yeah. Cesar Chavez? Yeah. yeah. So he was like, uh, meet me there. I said, I, I already finished that property. He's like, no, just, just come here real quick. So I drive over, and I still, I still remember this. I walk in, and my dad's just mopping the floors, just like this big bucket of water mopping. And there's water everywhere. And is it a, is it a vacant spot a at vacant the time? restaurant okay. that had just closed down. It was a tamale house. So he's like, get in the back and wash the dishes. I'm like, for who? For what? Like, yeah. what are we doing? You know? He's like, just start washing the dishes. I'll tell you later. Okay. Later on in the day, I think we went to dinner or something. He's like, um, hey, what do you think we turn that property into a restaurant? I was like, well, it's already a restaurant. He's like, no, like, what if we create a restaurant and use that as our, as our starting, you know, block? And I was like, yeah, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, can I get more than 100 bucks yeah, a day? And, and it actually started off as, no, I can't pay you anything until it starts making money, but we'll build it from the ground up. And I was like, cool, what now, do you want to do? Why was your pops in that mindset? Is it because of what was going on in 2009? Yeah, so when the real estate market crashed, he honestly couldn't find money for, the, like, he was just out of luck. Dude, the sky was falling in yeah, 2009. Man. That was a nightmare. And I still remember he was about to put um, a restaurant on the top floor um, in Old Town Pasadena. It was going to be this big deal he was okay. putting together. And it fell through. Colorado. Mm -hmm. Yep. And it just felt, he was about to, he's like, if I can just close this deal, man. we'll be fine for the rest of the year. Wow. It fell apart during That's escrow. real estate. Yep. yep. And um, so he had always been willing, he was the cook, cooked at the football games, cooked at all these things, you know. Because your like, pops was known, like you were telling me before yeah. this, in high school, they were like, is Armando cooking? Is he cooking? Is he making his tricep? Wow. Is he making carne asada? So he'd always had this knack for cooking. He loved to cook. Um, and he loved to cook my grandma's food. Mm. And when we started the restaurant, he also had a friend named Ricardo Diaz who came in on this, this whole partnership, us three, and created guisados based off of things that we were raised with. That's what guisados is. They're stews slow cooked braises that are cooked over a long duration of time. And if you think about and that- That's what the word guisados, guisados means, means, to be braised or stewed. And if you think about it, no matter what your, uh, your race is, your mom probably made some version of a stew. Absolutely. You know, just throw everything in the crock pot or throw everything in the, in the pot or the olla or whatever and just cook it. And by the end of the day, it's ready. Wow. Side of rice and beans, tortillas. So we ran with that idea and uh, Ricardo made a few recipes. My dad made a few recipes. And I was about, cool, I'm going to make our logo. I'm going to, like, paint the walls. Yeah. I'm going to, like, create our culture. That was always my angle. Wow. And then I also had always worked in restaurants. So I was like, I can also help with the operations. And, and the um, overall, like, taking care of people. Yeah, right? absolutely. Just being Throughout another employee. Yeah. So I put in my time when we first opened. When um, did it officially launch? December 3rd, 2010. December 3rd, 2010. Yeah. It's, how long did it take to, so from that first meeting where you're mopping, September. dad's like, I'll tell you later. That was September. All right, I'll tell you later. There's a couple meetings take place. Four months later, boom. You saw this is open. It's open. And now, was it a bang when it started? Was it? No, no, man, it was crickets. Half the time I would take the food home. <laughs> wow. And, but man, we, we were there all day. Yeah. All day. And if, I wasn't there. My dad was there. Okay. We weren't there. Like, no, no. Someone was always there. Someone yeah. was always there. And did you start <coughs> off with multiple employees, or was it like, all right, three son, people, three people? Me, my dad. Uh, we had a, a lady that did tortillas for us, and then we had another server, and then we had one more guy who helped my dad make the guisados. So three plus my dad and I. Wow. Five. 
And um, that's how we started. How All many day. employees now? A hundred and hundred and something. That's insane. Hundred and like three. But wow, yeah. Dude. Yeah. So um, it's been it's been the, it's been a ride, man. It's been that's beautiful. That's so cool. So it was it wasn't until uh, I in January got offered a job at an ad agency. Like you the saw the following this? January. Yeah. Okay. About a month later, and. I told my dad, I was like, oh, I've always wanted to work at an ad agency. Like, I want to design um, ads. I want to, like, come up with marketing yeah. campaigns. And he's like, go. I can't pay you what they can pay you. Uh, this restaurant isn't really doing what we thought it would do. Go. It's only been open. It's only been a month. <laughs> but, you know, a month of labor, yeah, labor costs sure. every week, food costs every Were week. Were there you know? any days where nobody came oh, in? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah those, first two, those first two weeks, I could probably count the amount of people on my hand that weren't our fam family and friends. Wow. You know what I mean? People that were just like, this place looks cool, so we decided to, you know? Man. First, two, first week, it was just all friends. And it was just free food, free food, free food yeah. for everybody because who else is- A lot of promo. Yeah, who else is gonna, is gonna vie for you when you have no name, nobody I knows who it. you are. Instagram had just, Instagram probably hadn't even come out, but it was about to. Twitter had just come yeah. out, you know, like, so I was all about using these Facebooks and Twitters and okay. to try to marketing, but I had no money. I had no Man, money. That's wild, dude. So we had no budget. So you get this opportunity. It's January 2011. 11. You know, there's not a line outside. So, so here I go. What do you think? What, and and I go, Bob says, go for it. Yeah, so I would wake up at 6. I'd uh, be at, at the restaurant by 7. I would leave the restaurant at 9, get to the ad agency by 9.15 because I worked right here downtown. Then I would work 9.15 to 6. Then I'd go back to the restaurant, work the restaurant 6 to 9. Then I'd go home, eat dinner, work out, and then do artwork from 10 p.m. till like 2, 3 in the morning, wake up and do it again. Now you're 23, 24 years old, though. Uh, at this time, I'm yeah. 24, yeah. So, I mean, you're, you're a pretty driven dude. Yeah, there was no sleep. Wow. No sleep. And, and I loved it. Man, I loved it. Like <laughs> you mean you loved the just the work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I I had a little sunroom at my dad's house that, where we were staying and it was just lined with just printed sheets of designs that I had. Jerseys for like teams that wanted me to design their jerseys or shirts that I wanted to run or you saw those labeled stuff or you saw those logos like things that I I would just print 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 because I was just I wanted to be surrounded by yeah. it. And I just worked all day on it. Now how night. long did you rock Guisados and the, the ad agency. agency about a year. Okay. Yeah. So you um, do both for a year to, throughout 2011. 2011. And at what point did you say, all right, you know what? I just got to put the focus into the family business. It was middle of 2012, a year and a half at the okay. ad agency. And actually and got- Still one restaurant. Still one time. restaurant. Yeah. We, were, we were starting to work on Echo Park. Okay. Uh, we had just like gone after it and gotten the opportunities. So imagine now, you took the leap, you made the plan, you saw the movie Field of Dreams where they said if you build it, they will come. So you built it, but no one came. What do you do? Do you change the strategy? Do you try to buy into some gimmick? Do you listen to the opinions of others? Or do you stick to the plan and keep grinding? So although business wasn't coming in and Armando had to pivot a bit and take a second job in the first six months of opening the doors of the restaurant, as soon as he was finished with that job, he went right back to the restaurant, put in the work, and made certain to not lose vision or sight of the bigger picture. And I think this is important to keep in mind as a business owner, because if the money isn't coming in, you have to figure out what you could do to stay afloat. And that does not mean giving up, which is exactly what my dude Armando did. And while maintaining both the restaurant and his design gig, little did he know that game-changing moment a certain individual that could change it all was about to walk through their doors. You must have been seeing the success then in, in, in yeah. Royal Heights. Yeah, so uh, February, I'm sorry, it was like April okay. uh, of 2011, Jonathan Gold reviews us. Wow. Jonathan Gold is like the yeah. food, food critic, and uh, he reviews us, and literally Is that, that three day, months in? Wait. That's, that's five months five in. Five months in. Yeah. Uh, he reviews us, and calls it badass taco. It's literally at every one of our locations. No way. And man, the day that that happened, the day that my dad was mopping, okay. he was like, let's do a restaurant. Okay, cool, right? And he's like, you know, 
It'd be really cool if Jonathan Gold ever reviewed us. Mate, we didn't even have a menu, bro. Hold on. <laughs> Your pops is in the restaurant. He hasn't even fully told you what's going to go down yet. And he's just, he's playing the manifestation yeah, game. Bro, he puts it out just... there and he says, it would be really cool if Jonathan Gold reviews, reviews us. us. Yeah, and man. how much later does Jonathan Gold review you guys? What was that? So that was like September. He reviewed us in April. So, you know, what is that? Seven, eight months? <sighs> That's incredible. And it, that day... We have one of those things that are on your phone. You can check the security cameras. Sure. That day, he calls me, and he goes, you see the Jonathan Gold feature? I was like, yeah, that was really cool, right? He's like, is there any way you can leave work? I need help. And I check the cameras, and it is a line of people Holy just piling shit. out the door. The camera looks like just a stadium. There's just no people. Way. And I'm just like, oh, like, you know, just what the fuck? And, and this is what month? What year? Uh, April 2011. That's and, incredible. And changed the game. From that day, Damn. changed the game. I'll always respect. How long did that hype stay of just madness? Probably until about a year after we opened Echo Park. Okay. When we opened Echo Park, it just kept going. And we were like, damn, we need another one. You saw this downtown. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. And then you saw this downtown open. And then that was just the opening wave. Okay. And it's, and it's kind of like settled off since then, but it's consistent. That's incredible, man. Yeah, it's, and those three years of just like, we had no idea how far it can keep going up. And now, you know, it's kind of, it has its averages, it has its days, yeah. it has its numbers. Um, but at that time, we were just watching this shit grow, grow, just crazy, like grass. Um, it was fun, <laughs> man. And we, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Yeah. I, I mean, was, the growth is insane, yeah. right? So how, how long had you been in business? And how are we doing on time, guys? Good. good? You, yeah, you, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Time. So um, it's April 2011. You got a line. It looks like Supreme just opened up in <laughs> Pretty Boyle Heights. Heights. Yeah, right? it, it's a damn <laughs> madhouse. And that stays. It's, it's, it's a madhouse. Every day yeah, for how yeah. long? For for a good year. A year. And you know, Monday through Friday would be slower than the Saturdays and Sundays. So but what are yeah. you thinking? I mean, what does that feel like? Man, to does at some point does it become the norm, or is, are you just there thirty days later? Like, holy, it's still full. Every, to <laughs> like, this, what's it like, man? To this day, when you see our restaurants full, when I see our restaurants full, I like there's this feeling of just like, damn, yeah. like. Even if it's just because I know the women's march is happening, so we're obviously going to be busy. No, it's like pe these people chose to be here. Yeah. And they're here on their own will. They're here with friends, by themselves, whatever. And it's just so amazing to me. You know, somebody, always, somebody told me like, um, to always like, be thankful for every customer that comes mm. in. And it's hard when the customer is being a jerk or telling yeah. you this. In the end, though, this person stopped at our door to eat at our That's food. That's it. You know? And... I were there any experiences that stand out? Anything just out of this world crazy happened? Like, let's start first on a, on a negative, then let's try to go to the positive. Can you think of any negative situations that happened where it was like, are you kidding me? Negative like, situations easily was just, one, when we first opened, being just empty. Empty. Bro. Like, working there from, we used to, our hours were uh, 11 to 8. Okay. So working nine hours and literally having one customer Damn. or zero. And it's your homie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's someone that I told to please come here. I'll give Spencer. you free food. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know Spencer then, man. Um, I met Spencer through Gisada Cycle Park. Yeah. And um, now, man, those, those days were long. And granted, like but I said, no it was moments only a few where it months. was like, uh, we need to call the cops. This is insane. I mean, that's that's Boyle Heights though. Like yeah. we had people steal our tip jars. You know, growing up, going to Boyle Heights, I'd always have like you know some of the cholos hollering at For me sure. like, "What are you looking at?" You know, like I grew up with it, so it was nothing really new. But um, situations like extreme situations. Not, fortunately, those first couple months, nothing like that. So besides Jonathan Gold, what other moments have been like? I can't believe this is going down. What other goosebumps experiences? experiences? My one of my favorite stories is uh, is uh, like the people that come in and the celebrities that come in is just like it's really crazy when you meet your idol because they're doing something that you love. I'm sorry, because they're experiencing something that yeah. you really put a lot of work into. Yeah, you're um, you're normally going to their show or yeah, their event, absolutely. and they're coming to exactly. your home. Exactly. And like, who are, your, who are some of your top? Number one. By, by far, Shepard Ferry. I still remember the first moment he was there, 
and I don't really get, you know, uh, starry-eyed or anything. Sure. I when I worked for the Clippers, like I was meeting basketball players right. left and right. It was cool, but I never have been like I don't know what to say. Were you at the shop? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I've never been like I don't know what to say. Right now I'm tripping over my own words <laughs> until Shepard Ferry. Yeah. He came in and I looked. What were you doing at the shop? Managing it? Yeah, I was just just one of the servers. Just like I just was helping out, bringing food out, and just helping running the food. You know, just a normal job. And uh, and, yeah, and I drop off the food. He was sitting with Cleon Peterson. Wow. Yeah. Um, And did you know Cleon at that time? No. Yeah. I had no idea. And um, yeah, and so I put the plate down. I'm like, oh, you're, you, you're, and I, I was just like, oh my God, like Shepard Fairy's here. And he's like, hey, what's up, man? And I was just like, man, this guy's so nice. He's so cool. And like, I never thought I'd meet him. And then he's like, oh, my studio's a block away. Yeah. And he's still there. So I was like, oh, okay. Like, and he started coming in Dang, regularly. That's rad. So that was my favorite. Um, then, you know, you get some Dodger players. Sure. I've always been a Dodger fan. So like getting some Dodgers in there. Um, I've seen Chris Rock come in a couple times. That's cool. That's sick. Um, but like the the nothing nothing that most people would get excited about sure. i get super excited yeah. about a shepherd fairy coming in i'm like oh, oh yeah. my god that's major that's and, major um, yeah so that one's one of my favorites and uh my dad my dad's our first big celebrity was bet midler she came Bette in midler. she came to gisalo's she'd come up in like a pink cadillac no i i don't know i wasn't there that day but my dad was there and I remember just him texting me this picture of him and Bette Midler, and I'm just like, what are you doing? That's awesome, dude. Uh, Aziz Ansari. Oh. Uh, he was one of, the, the, one of our biggest helpers as far as, like, getting our name out there. Well, now with social media, Insta, yeah. they're coming in, they're posting about it. Yeah. That's really cool, dude. Yeah, man. So what has been, I mean, if you were to break down, these are the top three reasons why this happened. Like, you know, lots of people are trying to, create a restaurant or create anything new like yeah. this is something it's anything that you're creating whether it's a shoe company or music or a taco spot it's something that's unique right why do you think it blew up i think one of the biggest reasons is that gisalus isn't trying to do anything bigger than than what it is yeah. like i really believe that what we do is we do one thing we make tacos you make tacos and we do it well we don't try to get outside of our element mm. because we were trying to just stay consistent and the right. only way to get to become consistent is by like repetitiveness right. and like practice and using good ingredients using positive mindsets trying to make work comfortable for people that's it um it's really important and i think that's one of the biggest things is that Kisalas eat and it goes through the food i get people that love our food who are 70, 60, 80 years old because this is what their mom used to make. And then I get people that are 15, 20 years old because this is what their mom makes. That's cool. So it's like you're doing something so simple and traditional that people can understand it. And then you get the people that are anywhere in those ages and they're just trying to experience something new. Yeah. And so there's a discovery factor mixed along with like a traditional food factor. So you get like both ends of the spectrum. Well, and the interesting thing, when you think about where it was born, like your pops reached a point where he's like, well, can really only go one place from here. Right. Right. And I think when you, in order to really, because there's got to be a fear. I mean, I imagine there was, yeah. there, he probably always wanted to do that. Yeah, man. He, I actually had that conversation with him the other day and he just says like, I never had his dad. I never had your grandfather's blessing because he was so afraid of how many restaurants fail that I never really went for it until I had no other, you know, no other choice. So you got to just be able to, to eliminate all options and just go for it. Yeah. But at the same time, like he had really developed and he had really already reached master chef level. I mean, how many tacos had he made before <laughs> the doors opened? Yeah, man. How, many, we, how long had he been cooking? For? Yeah, man. He, yeah. he just went all at it. So I learned that from him of just, just focus on one thing at a time. And then, you know, I read a lot of books and stuff and it's, it's so much about excelling at what you are doing currently. Right. Stop worrying about the next thing. Cause the next thing's going to come. That's why it's next. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
And I tell that even to my employees, I'm like, don't worry about the line of customers going out the door. Worry about the customer right in front of you. Because awesome. when you're done with them, the next person will come, and the next, and the next, and the next. Don't worry about that. Because a lot of people, especially my employees, they get scared when they see a long line because they start to feel the anxiety mm. of like, oh my God, how are we going to get through this? So you coach your employees of like, look, don't trip on the long line. Just focus and be present to customer On after what's customer. happening right now. That's awesome, dude. So tell us, tell us about your art, you know, because your art and what you do is a big part of the culture of Guisados. How yeah. did that begin? And, you know, what's that all about? I think it took a while for me to really get that. I used to think Guisados is this place that I, you know, helped create. Um, so I'm going to put my artwork here and I'm going to like help myself put my own work out there yeah. because I have this wall or I have this opportunity. And I think if, for a while, it took me a while to really realize that that's not the way to see it. Mm. Um, at one point, I just realized, like, Gisalos is me. Like, I am Gisalos. So what I do with the culture of Gisalos should just be a reflection of who I am. That's it. I'm not an element of it. Like, the element is, it's an element of me. Because you didn't dad. have to and, do that, right? You could have just said, all right, I'm managing... Uh Partner, yeah. yeah, I need to uh, make the logo, and right? that's it. You know, what, what was it about you that said, you know what? No, I need to really like have this. And did anybody have any problems with you doing that, putting your art on the wall? Nah, nobody had a problem because my dad has always been. He doesn't care if the walls are all white and empty. Just make sure the food is good. And he's like, I don't care what you do with the walls. Just, <laughs> just make sure that our food is hot when it comes to customers, and we explain the food and blah blah blah. But visually. I don't care. Right. And so I was always like, cool, I have free range. And so I you know, had a new canvas yeah, every single time every a time, spot man. opened. And that's why there's murals at our locations. That's why there's so much artwork at our locations. And I mean, even Gisalos downtown, I was able to design it because my dad knew that I knew how to run it. I worked there from day one. So I know like what size kitchen we need. I know right. like how much space seating we want. I know like how the flow of the restaurant should yeah. work. So, it's that same element that I almost had at Adidas that I was like, if I can just work retail and learn everything about the product, I know how to you know, expand this or grow this. Mm. So it was that same mindset just years later and in different format. That's awesome. Um, so Gisalos has definitely been a way for me to use like, my talents and curate. Like our, our mural at Echo Park, that's well, like two other homies of mine and we just put our minds together. But it's like, I feel like when you can figure out what's that thing that you do that you're good at and take that to any business. You know, like for me, for the longest time, I was separating personal development, life coaching with real estate. Okay. And everything shifted when I just said, you know what, why don't I just create a real estate and personal development company? Yeah. And that changed everything. Yeah. And it's, it's culture, right? Yeah. The biggest thing, because you have to remember, I don't get career type personalities usually. I get people that are, they're looking for a career that's not in the restaurant. Mm. The restaurant is just convenient because the hours and you know, I can do this while I'm in school. Like I get a lot of those employees and I love them. But my main thing is, it's hard to create a culture with people that are always coming in and out. I don't get the same people sitting at a desk every day that I get to tell them how great you're doing. Yeah. You know, I have to make sure that your managers are telling you that. Mm. And like, like it's a bigger idea and there's so many moving parts and there's so many people walking in and out the door. So for, what's been the one thing that you've learned the most in terms of hiring people and running a hundred plus person <laughs> brand? I think the, the thing I've learned the most is that like if you give people a place that they want to work, they'll, they'll do, they'll do mm. well at it. And at a restaurant, that's really hard. Yeah. Because you're, they're dealing with customers all day and like the hood, you know, it's hot, the grill. The, so, so why do people want to work at Gustados? Um, I think obviously because the job is flexible. It is still a restaurant, okay. you know, but I think I try to make it seem like you saw this as a family. Yeah. The people that you work with are all in different situations in their life. But everybody you work with is like genuinely there because they feel that this job can help them get somewhere either bigger outside of Gisaldos, the company, or bigger as far as they can help run the next Gisaldos. So I try to, I'm still trying to figure it out, but like if you lead a path of success for someone, right. there's, a likely they'll stick around, there's a likelihood that they'll stick around. That's awesome. Um, well, you guys are growing. Yeah, man. Right? You're not stagnant. No, I'm trying yeah. to open more. And I, I always try to tell people, look, if you want to run a location, 
you got to put in your time. You got to run now. Yeah. Like that person starts now. Yeah. Because yeah. I, nobody wants to work a job and then some guy comes in his first day and he's your boss. No, you exactly. want to see that person that like this person became my boss because they put in the work. Right. And you respect someone more like that. So now you guys are a solidified brand. Have you had individuals come in and say, let's blow it up even yeah, more? Yeah, yeah, every day. Man. You get those offers. I, yeah, we get those a lot. I still remember before we opened, you saw those downtown. Uh, Chipotle came to us and they wanted to buy us. And we had downtown in the works. We were building wow. it. Wow. So, so in downtown was which number? Number three. Number three. They valued us and they were like, we, we want to buy you for this much. But we were like, Look, we're still working on downtown. We don't even know what numbers those That's are going to do. How many years before you got the offer from Chipotle? Two and a half. Well, mm -hmm. it was 2011, 12, 13. 2013, That's so wild. three years. Yeah. And was it a consideration or was it like, nah, it not was, yet? It was, a, it was a consideration in the sense of that, like, cool, somebody wants to help us and they see our vision. Right. I don't think their minds were there. They were kind of like, let's absorb this and make this bigger. Sure. And it wasn't like, it was never a formal offer. We never got anything on paper. It was just like heavy conversation. And we just, my dad was always against it. He's like, no, let me build this first. Right. And we'll come back to you when I no longer can. Exactly. Because he's like, why am I gonna, cause what am I gonna do? It's that old fisherman yeah. story. You know, like you, you take my job and try to make money out of it so that I can enjoy it. So I can enjoy my, my work, hard work. Or I can just keep working hard and enjoy it later and never have to do it again. It's like, right. He, he's he's all about it's the baby process. still. Yeah, that's and awesome, we dude. don't. Uh, that's that one quote in um, a social the social network. Yeah. Where he's like, sell Facebook, sell Facebook, and he's like, we don't know what it is yet. Like that line sticks in my head all the time because Gisalas is six years old, man. That's crazy. Like I don't know what it is yet. Yeah. People told me from day one, your restaurant's only open two years. Uh, I'm sorry, if it's only popular for two years because it's just a fad. It's a fad for the, it's a trend for five years. Right. And so in my mind, I was, I was like, man, I need to get to five. I need to get to five. Yeah. Now I'm at six and I'm like, man, we ain't shit. That's so we good. Really dude. are not That's shit. That's so good. And I, I feel like a lot of times people get caught up in that destination. Yeah. Like I get random people saying, oh man, if you do this, you know, you won't have to work anymore. And <laughs> it's like, but I like to work. Yeah, but then I what I'm going to do. I feed off of the dirty work. Yeah. I feed off of getting my, my, my hands dirty, you know, that grit. Yeah. The stuff that I do to build my real estate business, it's the stuff nobody else wants to do. And it's what my wife tells me to go and do, right? Like, I'll knock 100 doors in a couple days, and most people are like, what? <laughs> like, I get doors slammed in my face. I get beat up. I get people telling me to F off. But that's actually what I feed off of, that energy. Right. Because I know what's at the other end of that, know that rejection. And man, when once you find that thing, it's like, why would I not want to do that? Yeah. Why yeah. would I want to stop working? Man, I've always I've always wanted to be uh, like I never want to take the easy way. Yeah. I've always been like that. Uh, my girl even says all the time, she's like, you always take like so many steps to get there. And it's because I enjoy the process. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. That's like my main quote yeah. is enjoy the process. Because it, it is like that's that's the only way you can see a real outcome um, by like really because enjoying the process means you're thoroughly thinking about it from beginning to end. Right. Yep. That's what the process is. And then like you never pay attention and to something so much it, until you're enjoying it. Of... There's a bunch of shit. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> I'd probably show you like four messages on my phone right now. <laughs> Coming in late, I'm gonna do this. Yeah. Hey, I'm gonna, and it's just like, man. But so that's what parts. enjoying the process is all yeah. about. The late night the calls, the, the calls. Lows. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's awesome, dude. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to share the vision, share the story. It's a story that had to be told. Tell us a little bit about the future, the legacy. What's next? Man, what's next? And anything that you just think, anything you want us to plug, your Insta handle, the Guisados handle, what should we look out for? Thank you for not doing the Chipotle collaboration, by the way. <laughs> I really appreciate that. Yeah, man. Um, not yet. I mean, give, me can... like, give me like five to ten more years. Give me dude. five to ten more locations. You know what I mean? Then we'll talk. Um, well, I mean, first thing you should do is follow Guisados. I mean, I, I put a lot of what Guisados does mm -hmm. and who, where we're going, what we're doing on Instagram and stuff, our specials, all that. Yeah. But... Um, what I see Gisalo says is I see it more of a, of a, like, I hate saying it sounding like this, but like, I see it as a movement. I want people to want to work for us. I want people to enjoy their experience. I want people to experience it. Um, so the more mouths I can get into, that sounded weird. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> basically. <laughs> basically, that's what we're trying to do here, right? That's awesome. Um, the more that people try your food, the more that they build the brand for you. Do you have any idea how many people you've fed so far? Damn, I want one of those like, we've served billions. <laughs> no, man, I, I wouldn't even know. I couldn't imagine. We'll have to do that math. Yeah, we'll we figure should. it out. But um, no, I just want Kisalas to keep growing, but I want it to grow naturally. Like, I, I don't want it to be forced. I see so many that grow so fast that they lose their identity. Yeah. And to me, the identity is the most important and like the, the most delicate part of the company. It's awesome, man. So uh, more of that, more artwork. I mean, I've been really getting back into designing on shoes. I used to do that in high school and make money off of designing shoes I saw some in college. New, some, some shoes recently that you just designed yeah, that man, were a little I, uh, smaller than the others. <laughs> yeah, the girl and I just announced uh, we'll be having a baby in July. Congratulations. Thank you. Your we life haven't, is over. Yeah, we haven't, we haven't decided uh, <laughs> if awesome. we want to know if it's a boy or a girl yet, but I like designed a little pair for, for it. Yes. Um, and that'll be like that's kind of my ode to like this will be your first pair that Dude, you can actually kid. wear. And you, love. I just saw your, your 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 collection downstairs. Your little one's gonna have a mean shoe game. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Um, but amazing, yeah, man, Duke. thank you so much. Anybody you want to thank? Uh, thank you, first of all, for coming oh, yeah. through. I appreciate thank it. You. And uh, my pops, of course. I, without him, man, there's there is no Gisalas. And um, man, it's just I can go on and on and on, but. It's just about being grateful for it, for every opportunity, yeah. you know? So I appreciate every opportunity that's been brought. That's amazing, dude. Well, big shout out to you. It's absolutely a movement, and uh, thank you for doing this. I'm inspired. I hope everybody that's been listening is, in, is inspired. Follow your dreams. Chase your passion. Fall in love with the work. Enjoy the process. We did it. We're out of here. Yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed that, picked up some gems, some insights, and some keys that can help unlock doors for your future. So here's three key questions for you. Number one, what is your gift? What's that thing that you've always been good at, that you've always received recognition for? Remember, our gift is whatever we do the best with the least amount of effort. And does what you're doing today involve that thing? If not, how could you implement your gift into your profession. Number two, who is your Jonathan Gold? In the story, you heard how that review is what changed it all. Who would you have to meet that could be a game changer for your business? And number three, just like Armando has never lost sight of his passion for art and design, what's your true passion? What's your true art? Although you may be doing something completely different, are you spending time and making sure to never lose sight of what you're truly passionate about? Just like my personal business is real estate, but my passion is speaking, coaching, and personal development, I'd like to impress upon you guys that you can absolutely do both. If it's important to you, you'll find a way. If not, you'll find an excuse. Stay focused, stay inspired, and like the great Henry Ford said, whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right.